Peace, peace, peace. I am Philip Roundtree, and you are tuned into episode 58 of the Hashtag You Good Man podcast. And I'm still going to be petty again, and I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to let the, the toxic masculinity spew from my pores, <laughs> right? This podcast was started <laughs> July 5th, 2017. And so if you see anybody that comes after and all they did was ch- change the last word of their podcast name, no, nah, nah, that's not what this is about. This is not what this is about. I was being petty because you know what? I'm in full transparency. I was sitting here looking up. I was sitting here with my brother, Michael Olnick, who is the the new co-host of the Hashtag You Good Man podcast because I did not want to do this alone. I was sitting here trying to figure out what episode number this was because we hadn't recorded literally in about, about 18 months. And when I went to go search on Spotify to find the number, I saw the podcast uh uh, what was it? You good, bro? And now I, again, and shout out to those brothers because they might actually be. I haven't listened to it, but I'm definitely going to check it out because anybody and, and and this is being real. Anybody who can who can be in this space having healthy conversation about men's wellness, I'm here for it. It's not enough. Yeah, maybe there might be some similarities in names, right? But I'm not going to pretend like I like I got this name out of the clear blue sky. No, I saw I saw you good man and hashtag you good man specifically back in 20, 2016, 2017. It was in an article and Kid Cudi was talking about navigating his mental health and the hashtag you good man was trending. So I said, let me get that right. I had to colonize the name <laughs> and take it and, and take it and run with it. So now nah, I, I salute anybody, any brother specifically that's out here trying to do the good work. Maybe we could do a collab. I just don't know what the episode would be, what the, the name of the, the episode would be called, like hashtag you good man slash bro. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely going. I'm, I'm gonna seek these brothers out because I, I got some questions that I need some answers. But I <laughs> that need some answers. But I digress. Listen, I, I appreciate you all for for tuning in wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you you like it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and make sure you share with the brother or with the sister or with the non-binary folk who you know could benefit from from hearing myself and the good brother Michael Olenek having this conversation right so before we get into to this conversation because this conversation we coming back with a with a bang right we're coming back with a bang because it's a it's a really heavy topic we're going to be discussing rape culture specifically the incident that took place between the i don't even know if he's a rapper or a singer i never listened to his music but yk osiris and the rapper sukiana and the sexual assault that took place. But before we do that, I, I, again, I want to welcome my, my good brother, Michael Olenek, to to the team, man. Welcome to the team. You've you've seen him on here plenty of times. It, you know, I always talk about that white guy. You know, I got two white people that I like that I really rock with. My man, Jamie. <laughs> right. And then we got my man, Mike, right here. So I appreciate you, brother, for, for first always being there, being supportive of me, of the work that I do. And you know, I, it, it means a lot to me, right? It means a lot to me when we when we talk about this idea of, of masculinity, which again I don't subscribe to. It a lot of it is, you know, one one aspect of it is this idea. idea and now here I am saying it. This idea of like competition, <laughs> right? The irony, the irony, and all that. This idea of competition. But with you and I and how we met, we was at a moonlight 
uh, filming and was just like, hey, you're a social worker. I'm a social worker. Then you started coming out to the groups and we just developed a friendship. Now, you've since, you know, left me, left Philly and moved on to Canada. But regardless, the, the love is there, there, the support is there. And so I just want to first say thank you. You know, thank you for being a friend. I know is it's not too many folk I know who if I'm if I'm feeling something that or I'm thinking something or I need validation because I'm human. You're one of those people who I know that I can run to. So, again, I want to say thank you, brother, and, and welcome to the team and just let the people know a, a little bit about who you are. Yeah, man, I'm glad, glad to be a part of the team. I like to think I've always been a part of the team ever since you came up to me at that moonlight showing and said, I got this group and I got a lot of brothers that go. But I don't <laughs> have any brothers. So, and I was happy to, to attend, man. And that last part you just said really hits me big because that's how I want to be a presence in somebody's life, right? I want to represent that kind of manhood and that kind of masculinity that I'm a space for shelter, right? And I think that's what I try to do. As far as what I'm doing, like you said, I did, I did escape to the great north. <laughs> I, I am up here in Halifax, Nova Scotia now. Recently started my own men's wellness group called Holding Space. It's starting small. It's got humble beginnings, but I like to see where it can go. And yeah, man, I'm happy to be back on here talking about important things with you. Were, were. And so, again, you know, I appreciate you for, for joining me and being a, a, a co-host with me. Right. Uh, but I also want to throw out another white brother. And, and he's he's equally special to me for for other reasons right not only has you know dr travis kenny he's here he's a physician here in philadelphia he's come out to the groups i met him at at the gym at a weightlifting event uh but ultimately he's played a, a major part in my life so and my well, again full transparency he's taken care of both my my father right and my mother at the hospital Right. And he's had nothing but kind things to say uh, about me to them, which is always good. Right. Because, you know, well, how is he? How is he really? He's like, you know what? He's a good dude. And so I, I appreciate Travis for 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 saying those kind words about the work that, is, that I'm out here trying to do and the support that he's offered me. And he's also been on the podcast back and feel free to go back and watch it during the midst of COVID. And he was on debunking some of these myths related to COVID. But he, again, he's taking care of my mother who just had knee surgery. He's taking care of my father who has some respiratory issues. So he's definitely a, a, one of them white folk <laughs> who I'm, I'm a ride with, right? Because I, I just know how genuine he is. And so with that being said, we are going to get into this conversation, Matt. And so... I want to first offer a, a trigger warning, right? Because I want to be responsible with this platform. The video that I'm about to play does show YK Osiris forcefully grabbing the the mouth multiple times of the rapper Sukiana, right? And so we're going to play this video. Then we're just going to have some, some discussion regarding it because I have so many thoughts that came from, and I know in speaking with Mike Pryor too, he has a lot of thoughts as well. So I'm going to play that right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so for those of you who are only listening on your on your streaming platforms, he forcefully grabbed her by the mouth, tried to kiss her. And I did. I've never listened to the audio of it. And I can hear help me. I can hear shrieks. Right. Um, Despite maybe chuckles that she might be offering, you can tell that she was in distress and nobody came to to her defense. What what are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, the, I had the exact same thought just listening to the audio is that you hear a person in distress and all you hear around her is laughter. Like that disconnect of men getting enjoyment from a woman's obvious distress because it's just them being boys like we should be so past this behavior we should be so far past it but should we though because it's it's like because we again this is just generation after generation and when we talk about this idea of of things that are passed down adherence to the to the patriarchy toxic masculinity whatever it is that you want to call it that also gets gets passed down as well and so for folk who aren't enlightened right and you would hope that you see the just the humanity in another person, right? And somebody who's clearly in distress where somebody would intervene. But I, I think about just this idea that I don't necessarily think we are. We just had, you know, y'all president, not mine. We talk about grabbing somebody by the, by the pussy, right? That's not that long ago, right? And so when we, when we think about, are we really past it? Well, I don't think we're past. It. Well, not that we're, we're past it, but we should be past it. We should be past like, it. There should have been the fact that, again, that kind of an incident occurred and not one man, not one man that was sitting directly next to the situation chose to intervene. None of them. Yeah. One of them playfully laughed the entire time. The other one just looked away, act like it wasn't happening because I don't want to get involved. But like there should, we should at least be at a point where there should be one man there that's willing to step up and be like, yeah, this isn't cool. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, when I, when I saw it again, this is my first time really hearing the audio because I think when I first watched it, the person didn't have audio connected to it. Right. But I was sitting there watching the expressions. So the two people that were sitting, there were three people sitting next to, to Sukiana. It was Sukiana then on her left it was a Lil Duval and y'all know how I feel about Lil Duval and his, his, you know, his, just the hate that he, that he often spews right towards the trans community, right? He called it, oh, considers the homophobic one. Lil yeah. 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 And then, and then Charlemagne, right. Continues to, to offer his platform up to him for, for him to be on there because that's his homie. Right. But then again, let's talk about this, this dissonance that exists or not even just this full blown contradiction as Charlemagne being somebody who's supposedly a, a mental health advocate and champion who has this severe blind spot. And again, I'm not going to act like, um, I'm holier than thou, right? Because sometimes we do have friends who have blind spots in these spaces, but what are we doing to, to teach them, to, to educate them? So, they they do understand or, or have potentially try to in, enhance their awareness. And if not, if it's not congruence there, then why are we still considering this person a friend? So you got Lil Duval on the left side. Then you have Funny Marco. I'm not necessarily familiar with his politics. I know he does a lot of skits 
uh, on YouTube or on social media, but I just saw the, his face, right? Like he was just in shock, right? There was, there was some laughter there, but there was just like this shock laughter. Then you had the guy who, I guess he was announcing the basketball game and this all took place at a charity basketball game. I think he was just oblivious to it all because he was, he was calling the game. And what stood up, what really stood out to me was when YK Osiris was done assaulting her, he went and slapped somebody's hand and they started laughing about it. And it was just like, all right, maybe, maybe I could shoot bail to Funny Marco. Maybe I can shoot bail to Lil Duval. Cause sometimes it's like this analysis by paralysis. If you've if you've never been in this situation where you've had to be an an, an ally or if you had the the this experience to intervene, because sometimes we we know there's a go along to get along, right? Mm-hmm. It, because you know, we look at survival too. And it's just like you don't want to be come to outcast because you intervene on unhealthy behavior. So even if I wanted to shoot them a little bail, I see this person there like just like in full blown encouragement of it, which really stood out. Yeah, I peeped that too. And it wasn't like as soon as he got off the stage where they were, he got congratulations, man. He got good job. He got that's a boy. There you go. Look at you mixing it up. Congrats. I'm like, we shouldn't we shouldn't expect anything from little Duval. That's the thing. Like what do, what do you mean? Tell me, like, tell me more. Little Duval has given us his character. Okay. For us to expect him to step up, well then we're just being silly. I don't know anything about the other guy. I feel like the other guy was caught, right? The other guy had a moment. I because you just see his he does the thousand yard stare, man. He turns his head and just looks off while it's still happening. Yeah. Because he feels that tension. But yeah, the dude that on the outside, he's right away feeding it. He has no excuse. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and we it was so much conversation that took place because cause people went on social media, they went on Twitter. And this happened maybe at this point now, like two weeks ago, right? And so we've moved on because this is what society does. We move on. Now we're talking about folk dying in submarines you know wealthy wealthy rich folk dying in in submarines so we've moved on past sexual assaults we've moved until the next one and then we'll move on again until something else takes place because that's just how that's to get down in in american society Uh, but the i saw a lot of pushback on twitter right like yo this is terrible behavior sukiana came out and said she felt helpless right she couldn't stand up for herself in that moment and for me, that crystallized it, right? Because whatever you might have been thinking and whatever idea you may have of her, yes, she's overtly sexual. She leans into to her, her womanness, right? Her femininity. She leans into it as she should because it's her prerogative. It's her body. She can do whatever the hell she wants to do. I know she has the, the, the viral... Uh, what, what do they call it? Like the viral little song, right? Talking about eating people's asses, like eating a man's ass. Do whatever you want. Live your life. Be true to, to who you are. And no matter what it is, that still doesn't give anybody the right to to sexually assault you in, in, in any type of way. But I did see a lot of pushback regarding it, but I didn't see enough from folk that that identify as, as men, frankly. What no, about you? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you see pushback? Rape culture is the most 
pervasive thing in our patriarchal society that is constantly okayed. Hmm. It, it exists everywhere, man. It's the jokes. It's the playful double entendres when you just shouldn't be throwing one out there. It's the standing too close to a girl at the gym because you think your massive testosterone is going to wear off on her and she's going to fall badly in love with you. <laughs> it's all these little gestures that men make on the daily and they don't even, I don't think they have the full awareness of how their behaviors and actions contribute to rape culture. Yeah. yeah. Because it's still, even, even in his apology, he said he was trying to be playful. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to play this this second video because what what happened after this initial video came out, of, of course, you're going to have people who are on the other side who are going to say, well, she she asked for it. Right. Like now. And, and again, that goes to your point. Like, yeah, we still here. And then you remember, like, yes, we are still here. She asked for it. Look at what she be doing. She be twerking naked on. She has her OnlyFans. Oh my, she, of course she deserves it, right? But a video came out of what the interaction leading up to, to him forcefully grabbing her face. And so I'm about to play that now. You were the right one then. I didn't kiss the tattoo. I know I've Did seen some neck drip right there before. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, for those of you who are again listening on the, on the streaming platforms, she had this little playful banter with him. He walked up. And so he's smiling and he gave her a little neck massage and then he gave her a kiss on the cheek. She was perfectly fine with that. Right. She's talking about, I'll turn your little young ass out. <laughs> right. Because again, she's, she's, she's being herself. This is, this is, this is a part of who she is right now. It, some of it may be uh, a, a caricature, right. Playing it up so she can, ha you know, live this celebrity lifestyle and be well known and yada, yada, yada. But she was cool with that. Right. She was cool with that. And, but so many unhealthy, toxic people took that as, okay, she was, she wanted it. She invited him in. And so Mike and I was having this conversation about, yes, she consented to that. Right. She was cool. Right. Because she, she was like, Hey, it's cool. Right. And, and just in her demeanor and what she said, but she can still revoke consent at any time. Right. And this again, this is the, when we talk about this idea of rape culture. Yes, because she allowed him to kiss her on the cheek. Right. That doesn't mean, OK, you can grab my face now and kiss me and then grab my face again and kiss me again. Consent can be revoked at at any time. What do you what are your thoughts? Yeah. And this. This brings me back to the main idea with men and rape culture is this idea of deservedness. Mm. We have taught little boys that they deserve. They deserve a woman. They deserve to go out there and take what's theirs. So then that action stays with them throughout their whole life. The fact that he went back for a second kiss is wild because there is no way that bro didn't feel the energy in that first kiss that said, get the fuck off me, bro. Like, there's no way he didn't feel that. So I don't even, it's just, it becomes this whole thing that he's just acting out. He doesn't know what else to do. Is this what he's been taught to do? 
I'm it, supposed to just grab and take. It, exactly. Exactly. And and that's where it's just like, you know, partially you fault him, right? Because it's like, yo, this is just the game in society. This is it's what it is, as it should be, right? You shouldn't be um it's it's incumbent upon you to learn how to navigate this shit. And yes, you're gonna make some some poor choices at times. I'm not gonna sit and act like I've been holier than thou throughout my throughout my life. Right. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to act like that. I know I've been in a bar where a sister might be walking past me and I grab her hand. Right. To pull her so I can so I can whisper in her ear, infringing upon her, her boundaries, her personal space. I've been that person. I also show myself grace. Right. Because it's like, yo, yeah, you messed up. That was bad. Yeah, I mean, right. We, too, have to heal from patriarchy. So. It, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, Exa too, have to grow out of an unlearned rape culture. We too have to relearn what intimacy is and what pursuit looks like within the boundaries of con consent. Like you can still be playful. You can still be flirtatious. Keep your hands to yourself. It's not this like, it's not a mind boggling idea. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's so interesting because, and this reminds me of, and I remember the situation exactly and so I, I probably shouldn't even be comment on it. But the comedian uh, Aziz Ansari, is, is that his name? Yeah, that reminds me of, of that situation, right? Where the aftermath of a situation that he had with the woman caused a, a you know, he caught a lot of flag, right? Because she said, listen, I did not consent to, to these interactions. And it sparked conversation just about nuance, right? Nuance in, in intimate relationships specifically, right? And so here we are, you know, reading the cues, right? Because it, it is unrealistic to say, now and now it has me thinking about that, <laughs> right? It, but, that doesn't have to be mechanical. It, exactly, exactly, right? It can be feeling the vibes, but again, yeah. once those vibes get get denied, right? When you, when somebody's matumbo to the vibes, it's just like, <laughs> whoa! That doesn't mean go up for a layup again. It means you know what? Let me pass. Let me take the ball back out. Let me let me let me say, yo, my bad. Let me pass the ball. Hey, my bad, <laughs> right? This mm -hmm. and again, I don't I don't want to make light, right? Of, of of comparison of sports and sexual assault or anything like that. This type of situation that takes place, but just this idea, there is space for for nuance. Um, but that still doesn't necessarily mean that because nuance might have been present, that some that somebody wasn't offended in, in any way, right? Or felt taken advantage of in any way. Yeah, and then like I begin to wonder back on this idea, because he went back for this, he grabbed forcibly and gave her a second kiss. I wonder if he did feel the energy, he did feel the discomfort, and then didn't know how to sit with that. Because I think that that is a big thing that we don't give boys is sitting with discomfort, right? No, we go move past it. Go get that feel good again. Even if that feel good is at someone else's expense, you need that to satiate that feeling of discomfort you have going on right now. So like, I wonder, like in that moment when he felt the awkwardness, did he go, well, I got to go back in and really man up right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and again, we talk about like this dissonance, right? It's just this lack of awareness of, of situational awareness of what's taking place. And some people may blame his, his age, right? Like he's come out and said, listen, I, it, I, you know, I haven't loved music in a while. This is why I haven't put out music. He's just like, yo, I need help for real. 
And so some people might look at it as being a, you know, a way for him to, to shirk responsibility in this situation. But no, I agree with him. He does need help. Right. And, and when we talk about help, it's not necessarily, oh, I have to go to therapy. Right. It's listen, I need to be educated. I need to be reeducated because, again, I may have not had those those healthy influences, especially the, the arena that I'm in. Right. We're talking about the music industry. We're talking about rap. We're talking about R&B where it's it's predatory. It's patriarchal. It's it's filled with with, you know, with, with capitalism being, the, you know, winning capitalism being the end goal. And so they could care less about those who are marginalized, those who are, who are or are often oppressed. Right. So he's coming. He's bringing his lack of knowledge, lack of information into a space that really doesn't care about teaching or about educating you in, in any way, because if it did. Maybe this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. Like there's still, yes, what he did was wrong. Is he a wrong person? Is he broken beyond repair? No. And we can't, <laughs> I got to really say this. We can't keep smacking men's hands and not teaching them what to do with them after. We can't, we exactly. can't keep doing that. Exactly. We, we can't. We can't expect the process of unlearning and relearning to happen if we don't give them the chance to re-enter the space. Exactly. Exactly. It's I, I look at it as and again, it might not be an apples to apples comparison where folk where believers say, I want to pray for patience. Right. And you can pray for patience all you want. But you need to be put right back in that same situation where you have an opportunity to exhibit patience to see, hey, whether you've learned something or not. And the fact of the matter is you may learn. And, and this is why I look at things as being like and why I consider myself an ally on probation, because I can make the right decision nine out of ten times. Right. But I may not exhibit patience that one time and that can have me right back on that other side where I'm I'm perpetuating harm. Which again, and that's why we should always be aware of how we're showing up in these spaces. But again, first, it's this desire to want to know, to want to understand, to want to learn. And so I'm, I was sitting here reading. So Sukiana talked about how she wanted to thank everybody for their thoughtfulness. And she wanted to acknowledge YK Osiris, that he apologized to her both privately and publicly. And she's chosen to accept his apology, right? And so again, she chose to accept his apology. So I saw with Meek Mill, again, <laughs> some, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a brother at the gym yesterday and we were talking about this situation and Meek and it's just like how Meek is, uh, Meek Luther King, right? This is how he wants to, <laughs> how he wants to come across. Like just because he's doing some, some good work within a space of, of social justice and in prison reform at, at some level, right? He's doing some work, but he comes out and says, yo, we can't cancel YK Osiris. And I'm like, First, I don't I don't believe in the cancel canceling people. Right. I believe in teachable moments. Sometimes you got to sit people down. You got to hold people accountable when they make unhealthy decisions. But he's, then he went on to blasphemy. You know, she need you know, her brothers need to to step in. If she got brothers, they need to hand. And it's just like, what are you talking about? But unfortunately, these are the people that have platforms that the uneducated in areas such as rape culture and, and what have you, who are now informing the masses. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Anytime I see things like this and I see. 
I just see men as being lost most of the time, man. <laughs> I see them as being emotionally stunted, without the tools for negotiation, without the tools for communication, without the tools to really interact with the world, right? And I just think who is in their life that can be a mentor? Where are their teachers? Who are their guides? Who are the people they look up to? Is there anyone in their life that's a man of that kind of understanding and education and that has gone through the process of unlearning and relearning? Because hmm. I feel like most men don't have someone like that. That's that's interesting. That tell me tell me more. And while you're while you're telling me more, I want to I want to find this clip and try to play it into the into the microphone. But tell me okay. tell me more about that. It's kind of like my whole idea that I the whole reason I started this men's wellness group up here is because I do think that men feel this discomfort that they carry. They feel that they are on the outside looking in on a lot of things when it comes to relationships and just relating to others. But they don't know where to go to get that information, man. They don't they don't know where the source is and they're just walking around angry grabbing at things, man open it fits. And that's what he was doing. In that moment, I bet you he was like, this is going to make me feel better. And it did. It did not. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to play this clip. And it, and it may it, it may fit. It may not fit. I listened to it once yesterday. Shout out to my sister, Envy McKee of the Envy McKee show who sent it to me because she thought uh, it would be it was something worthwhile of me hearing. And we can discuss if it is worthwhile and apologies because I am playing it from my phone. I'm gonna I'm start it over. I'm gonna start it over because I, I see you try to put your head out. I can't get. I can't hear it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where's my speaker on this?" Where's word, that? word. I'm playing it in the wrong side of the mic. Let's... Through ritual, through maturity, I've often thought that it's similar that you know this culture is so wretched and so many people are so very, very unhappy. They want this nightmare to end, and they don't recognize that that the death that they want is a cultural death and is a spiritual and metaphorical death, especially because within this culture, you know, the spirit is separated from the earth and from the flesh. And so, you know, you can't have this transformation that simply occurs in your body. And so they kill the world in all physical reality as opposed to that spiritual transformation. These kids want to die. And so he started off, these kids want to die. Right. And so when I think about young boys, when I think about young men, this this natural curiosity, when we think about I, I have a, a, a toddler. Right. He wants to jump off everything. Right. Because it's just this this natural feeling of just I have to test the limits. Right. And then you hopefully have somebody there like myself to guide him to say, oh, be careful or to catch him if he does indeed jump. And so what happens is. When when these young boys continue to grow up, they don't have anybody to say no, to say this isn't the way. Right. And so they they continue this this as he talked about this, this idea of this spiritual death, uh, because this is what acts like this are. Right. This is a spiritual death. When you grab a woman by her mouth multiple times, that is that is the, a spiritual death. 
right? This is you reenacting things from your childhood that you have yet to unlearn, right? So you can then transform to be become what you're supposed to be in this world, right? And so, yeah, at, at five, at seven, right? It's, and again, it's not necessarily putting a, a chronological age on it. If you see this behavior, we're not going to, oh, that's cute. We understand it because they're, they're, they're trying to understand the world that they're in. And this is where that proper guidance comes in to say, no, you don't do that. Right. And so they take this with them. But unfortunately, this doesn't take place. And so what happens is they continue to, 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 to have this spiritual death. But it just shown in the lack of humanity in their interactions with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely. That's the whole idea. Like the main thing that I feel like men are dealing with when they're trying to make relationships is the fact that they can feel that the person they're trying to connect with has things that they don't. They, the other person has emotional, especially if we're looking at it from like heteronormative standards, like we're looking at heterosexual relationships where there's a woman and there's a man. That woman has been allowed to explore her emotional depth since she was a little girl. Yeah. That man has never been allowed to explore his emotional depth. He is lacking the necessary groundwork to have a conversation of any depth. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so the unfortunate part, right, is is hopefully YK Osiris learns something from this. Right. But my my concern is and the unfortunate part is. Funny Marco, Lil Duval, the guy that dapped him up. Well, they go on as business as usual because it wasn't them directly. Right. It wasn't them directly who did it. So they good. Instead of thinking about how them being a bystander and allowing this to take place also perpetuates this idea of, of rape culture. But who's going to hold them accountable? Is it going to be Charlemagne? <laughs> right? Well, and there's the other problem. There's the other problem. How does someone go through the process of unlearning and relearning when rape culture is part of their marketing? It's part of how they're earning money. Yeah. It's part of what brings them people to their life. They know little Duval, his hate works for him. Why is he going to stop? Yeah. He yeah. speaks to a certain niche. And like, that's the thing that we're really pushing up against in our culture now is that the whole influencer culture, man, you can make a, you can get a soapbox anywhere these days. And some people will show up to watch you speak. Indeed. In, indeed, God, you know, God bless the dead to, to Kevin Samuels and, you know, the, the, the folk who are running out here to, to take his place and, and high value men and, you know, low value women and you're not worthy. Right. Like having ideas of, of you know, attaching worthiness to to possessions, to property. It's, it's just it's mind boggling to me. And again, it's not to say that, I you know, to act holier than thou. Right. But again, unless you you intentionally take on this process of, of unlearning it, which takes place through your men's group, right? That's, that's, that you have bi-weekly and we're going to get more, uh, hear more about that. Whenever the hashtag you good man, men's group come back, right? I didn't say hashtag you, you good bro. I, I think I said hashtag you good, but I don't know. My, my mind be going you like, say you good, man. I did say, okay, okay, okay. I, I just want to make sure. And, and again, no shade, <laughs> no, no shade, no shade. You know, whenever that, whenever that does come back, because this is what's needed, who's going to be the brother to step up and, and intervene? Like I have homies who, who I, I love, right? We've been friends for 20 years who I've literally watched 
you know, got pictures of grabbing a girl's face and kissing it. That was his whole move. Right. But now at becoming turning 40 and doing the work along the way, again, forgiving myself for, for recognizing I'm, I'm just as much as a victim slash survivor of patriarchy, as you talked about earlier, then then others, you know, are women and, and non-binary folk. But just thankfully, I haven't had the experience that, you know, the, the actual sexual assault piece that comes with it. We're talking about just the mind fuck related to it, not the physical uh manifestations of it but is but how do we what is it our response not what because we know what our responsibility is how do we go about this how do we go about informing and educating from your perspective and i think it one i want to say that like i completely agree with you on like the difference between feeling the physical threat of patriarchy and feeling the existential threat of patriarchy because men live in the existential threat like they we we are both a tool of the patriarchy in terms of like oppression and we are also a victim of it. So yeah. it's like this, this heart heavy burden to carry. And as far as how do we go about it? I think men that are, that have experienced the process of unlearning and relearning and are doing intentional work, they need to be vocal. They need to be talking to men in their life. They need to be spurning the men on their life on to be more vulnerable right and it's just about creating opportunities for that it can be simple conversations it can be like the group that i started and the only reason i started this group phil to be clear is because i used to go to you good man all right so let's and, let's I, i'm gonna give the credence back to where it began and so i'm gonna take that right because i and i only started this my my good brother Rashawn miller down in north carolina uh who i went on his phone call for locker room talk with brothers uh, back in 2017 it was and I just heard brothers on the line and it was just like I think it was like May or June of, of 2017 I was just like yo this is phenomenal <laughs> right this is phenomenal so I, I saw that and I replicated that so again you showing me love I'm gonna go back to the source for me right which is the homie Rashawn Miller and that's the thing it's the spaces man yeah like I only had four guys show up two weeks ago but I watched as they sat in that room for an hour and a half, I watched that thing that happens where they started feeling a little bit more loose, right? Their shoulders dropped a little bit. Yeah. They started feeling that point of relation. They didn't feel isolated. And I think that is like, you wanna talk about the spiritual death of manhood under patriarchy, it's the isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that. YK Osiris, him doing that reach out out of nowhere is isolation. It's wanting depth. It's wanting connection, but having no idea how to, how to go about it. Yeah. And I feel like you're trying to get me into an all about love conversation because that was what I was reading <laughs> by Bell Hooks. That's what I was reading last night. Like this I told idea. you she has infiltrated my work. I, listen, man, I spent all last summer. It was a Bell Hooks summer for me, man. Just because she, she's, she opened my eyes even more to to just this this idea of of masculinity and and she she pulls no punches right she's going to tell you how it is she's she's soft and gentle but she's also firm in her approach mm-hmm. in order to have you understand how things like capitalism patriarchy uh white imperialism colonialism and you know yada 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 impacts how you show up on a daily basis and so unless you begin to truly interrogate how it is that you're showing up, 
how did you go about learning about this? Because then once you start to realize how I started learning about this, then I'm even able to offer even more grace to folk, right? Offer grace to myself. I'm able to release that, that tension. And then it's just this recognition that however I thought love was, right? And, and what love means, yeah, that's, that's an aspect of it, right? Like taking care of somebody is an aspect of it. But that's not everything, right? It's a lot more components. But sometimes is again, when we talk about just men in general, we go back to the Nikki Ball, the Nikki Ball when I joined them together, the James Ball with Nikki Giovanni conversation where she said, lie to me, right? Lie to me. Why do I get the worst of you when when you come home? And he's like, yo, do you know what I dealt with over here? But I got to make sure we got a house. I got to make sure we pay the bill. The, the bills are paid. Father's Day just passed. I played the Chris Rock a clip where he was talking about nobody care about daddy. We don't care about the lights getting paid, right? We don't care about that had the mortgage being paid. Notice he didn't he didn't talk about uh getting hugs from daddy, right? And kisses from daddy and daddy being there to listen to you as you emote, teaching you how to love. He talked about the things that are done, right? That mm. that that fathers do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's important to, to really do that internal work. And again, creating space, as you said, is is so important. You know, I always push back. I only I only have four. You have four. You know, you <laughs> have you have four, which, again, is, is meaningful, man, is meaningful, is is powerful. Right. Because just those brothers take what they had to do to navigate to get there that day is is meaningful. Right what you had to navigate in order to start this group up in in a place that you don't know you're not from Canada but you're like yo fuck it I see a need because it's a need for myself and and I'm sure it's a need for others so so let and I'm passionate about what it is that I do so let me let me start this right and this is what this is what it is and so yeah I might make some jokes in the beginning of a pod of of you good man and you good bruh and you know, so in, in other concepts, but now we need more of this. Now, hopefully I, I don't inhabit these spaces. And so they'd be like, Phil, go listen. Is this a good pod list? I can't say that. Or if they say like a men's group, I know you. Right. So I know I can say, yeah, go to Mike's group if you're in Canada. I feel comfortable in saying that. But again, sometimes in these spaces, we're still trying to, to learn it because we created and again. I created the hashtag you good man back in 2017. I was still unhealed in some areas right but again it was that progress and those those incremental steps those daily deposits that are made and some days we're going to make those penny deposits right where it's just like oh you know it, where it, it doesn't feel as great feel as good but sometimes we're going to make those hundred dollar deposits right where, where where we might intervene where we might correct somebody where we might see the fruits of our labor pay off but it's all about those deposits yeah, absolutely. And I, when it comes to healing, I don't personally think I'm ever going to get healed. I'm going to get to know my wound a lot better. Mm. I'm going to know personally. I'm going to know spiritually. I'm going to know it emotionally so that when it gets a little angry some days, it doesn't dictate my life anymore. Yeah. It doesn't force me to reach out into the world and grab what I want because I want to feel better, yeah. which is what most men do because they have no idea what their wound is. Yeah. 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 I w it's funny. Uh, right, uh, when we in pre-production, we're going to get ready to, to wrap up. Uh, but it, when we were talking and I was just like, you know, I woke up at like 4.30. I had to have my protein shake before I went to the gym and I was watching Perry Mason. 
And this was Perry Mason from like 1958, something like that, the black and white. And I actually think it's a, again, I'm getting older, man. <laughs> I'm getting older. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching it and he was under investigation for some. And his vice was drinking, right? Like, and it was real subtle. It was real subtle. It was just like, again, oh man, I, I, I need a drink. And somebody asked, you want to drink? Yeah, yeah, I need it, right? And so again, this vice to cope with what it is that that we're feeling. And so some of the discomfort, right? Because we don't sit with the pain that we might feel. We need to we need to figure out a way to mask it instead of of in a void instead of let it go through us. Because I guarantee if you let it go through you, you'll realize on the other end is is liberation. Right? And and it's something my therapist always talks to me about. She like she called me Mr. Phil. Mr. Phil Right. I need you to I, cognitively, you get it, but I need you to feel it and I need you to allow yourself to go through it. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But then find it. But then still going to, to drink because out of boredom or because I couldn't sit with that boredom. And now here I am, you know, almost three years not having a drink. And I don't necessarily, you know, say I'm never going to have a drink again. But I know my reasoning is not going to be because I'm bored. Right. So, hey, I might just want to have the taste of it. Right. But it's not going to be because of some some external, some some internal reason that I couldn't navigate to then bring that into to, to bring that vice into, which I have a, a interesting problematic relation to with historically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, we move towards when that discomfort arises and we have that internal that energy that just tells us that this needs to be fixed instead of reaching out to a, a substance or a vice we reach out to a person we find community and we hold yeah. it and that's that's the we, brings me back to men again man they're just isolated yeah, their, I, friends, their friends don't know what that's what's going on with them they don't have any idea yeah yeah because it's funny when you say that like when i found rashawn's group because i had and he and i ended up being like super cool i went to his gala down in north carolina this year again it's a dope brother but when i when i first was on the call the first week i didn't say anything then the second week i was talking to him and his friends on there and when i hung up i immediately called my women friends my homegirl asia specifically because the women friends in my life i can literally say yo this is what's happened with me this is what i'm navigating and even though my homies you know I'm sure they would be open to it, but just this level of comfort, I don't want to run the risk of, and I guess it's a lot has changed since then, because now, you know, the homies who were once, you know, hyper-masculine, you know, they're like, yo, this is wild. I've been feeling X, Y, and Z. We starting to see this shift as brothers get older. Cause they like, yo, I don't like how I'm, how I'm feeling with this. Right. And so just me being able to, to reach out and, and contact them. So when you say operating a silos, that's exactly what it is. Right. Operating in a silo is is me saying, you you know, what? I'm going to bring the, the podcast back. and I'm just going to do it by myself. Right. I'm not going to reach out and, and, and bring in another brother because, it's you know, he might take the shine. He might do X, Y and Z. Right. It's, it's but again, so much. So we have to navigate that on a daily basis because we've been indoctrinated into that that lifestyle. Absolutely. And I listen, <laughs> as a queer kid that didn't realize it was a queer kid. All my closest friends were girls in high school. Yeah. Right? It's where I felt comfortable. I could be my sensitive self. I could be my emotional self. And still today, my closest confidants are still women in my life. Yeah. Because 
And that's not because I don't have men. It's because I only have a handful of men that can meet me where I need to be met. Due to, due to no fault of their own because they because exactly. it might no, not have clicked yeah against them i just yeah. wait for them to come into the fold i wait for them to finally get to that point where you're like you know what i am tired of being angry at everything and not knowing why i feel how i feel let's wait for them to get to that realization it's coming yeah it either comes or you pop it's one of the other <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and, and and popping is is literally it could be some some you know angry outbursts it could be your family leaves you right you're unemployed uh-huh. you know even though i'm team unemployed for people you know what i mean <laughs> but you know what i'm saying but it could be these these different things because you couldn't navigate the feelings that you were experiencing right yeah, and so that's all YK needs. That's yeah that's all he needs yeah <laughs> he needs some space he needs at least one person in his life to be like i get it i've been there but you don't gotta live like that Exactly. And and we see it time and time again. We see it with, with John Moran. We're not going to get into that, but we see it with John Moran. We need, we need somebody to say, to be the adult in the room and say, yo, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it at all. But unfortunately, what happens when you become the breadwinner, and it could be the case for YK Osiris. I don't know what his family situation is like, right? Hopefully he has a father, a brother, a uncle, a, a community member that can say, Yo, this ain't it, and he's willing to listen. Um, but no, he's we we not going to cancel him because I'm I'm not here for canceling people because we all you know again like the like the like the uh, religious folks say we all fall short of the glory of God. Right now, you know, hopefully the the harm that you may have caused and it, you know is is not as severe as some forms of harm with some people where it's just like yo we're gonna hold you accountable and we're gonna hold you accountable for a very long time. Right, so yeah, we can ask someone to leave the community to go do some work. Exactly, go into, go into a spiritual solitude for a little bit and figure some things out. But if they come back having done the work, they shouldn't be canceled. They should be welcomed. Exactly, exactly. I'm here for it, man. Listen, this was this was a good opener. This was a good, this was, nice little fit, nice came, little fifty minutes. Came in <laughs> came, came hot. Came in hot. For sure, for sure. Well, let folk know how they can get in contact with you. We might have some because I know you're going to share it on your platform. So the Canadian folk, because you're Canadian now, man. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you'd be saying like, "Hey, what are you doing, eh?" Or is that Montreal? Yeah. I think that's Montreal, but uh, that's everywhere. That's there. everywhere. <laughs> but really, Nova Scotia is just like the East Coast of the United States, man. It's the same kind of people. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, as far as where they can find me, I don't have a like professional social media. <laughs> All I have is my my IG, which is Sisyphean Absurdity. Uh, I could explain it, but that's just silly, but that's where I do the thing. My group is called holding space up here. I hope to expand it and build on it from there. Word, word. And, and you'll see it in the description where you can, you can follow them as always. You know, you can find me on all the, the social media platforms. It's, it's regular. I'm regular. I'm just Phil underscore Roundtree, right? It's regular. <laughs> you know? Cause I could even try to spell Mike's, uh, uh, Instagram name. Sometimes I'll be looking it up like, you know, all right, let me find Mike joint so I could read something because he, he's always writing something poignant on there. I'm like, is it S-I, S-Y, S- Everyone does that. They yeah. can never remember if it's I or Y. For exactly. Me. Exactly. So you can catch me on all social media platforms, Phil underscore Roundtree. 
Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you like it. It's everywhere. Share it with a brother who may benefit from it. If you have any any questions, shoot me a DM or concerns. Just because we we open like that, right? We talk about this idea of like having like a professional social media. I ain't got no professional social media, man. I am who I am. I ain't out here trying to pretend like, oh, you know, this is my business page. Nah, man. You're going to get all aspects of me, mm-hmm. right? You're going to get me to I, the fullest. I send the same invite. Anybody wants to DM me, reach out, create space, hold community with me, come for it. Word. I'm here. Word, word. So until next week, peace.